This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast. For October 25th, 2016, we are talking SmackDown, TNA lawsuits, some updates in the, the world of streaming pro wrestling. We are brought to you by On It. Go check out our podcast page, Fightful.com slash podcast. If you haven't checked that out in a while, we have it uh, newly organized. Makes it a little easier for you. Also, we make it easy for you to go check out On It's great uh, supplements, equipment, and apparel. I'm pretty sure if you take like half a bottle of Alpha Brain, you will become a super genius. Not at once. Don't do that. I don't want to get sued on behalf but if you take about two or three a day, you'll probably get there. I take one a day, but either way, do that. Support the show. It helps. Also, visit TrigTent.com. The election is looming very close. Almost like that looming Donald Trump. Hiding behind Hillary Clinton, Jeff. I just, <laughs> I just want to hear. I just wanted an excuse to use this. I can't think of the election without thinking of those SNL uh, debate skits anymore. Trigtent.com is the place to be. A different kind of election coverage. Jeff Hawkins. Hi. That's your name. Mm -hmm. You were on a show called Shake Them Ropes, but tonight Mm -hmm. you are on the Fightful.com podcast. Yes. Happy to be here. We've got a lot going on. What should we talk about first? SmackDown, TNA news, the streaming situation. Well, people people join in for the uh, SmackDown after show, so we might as well get to that. And I'll start with talking Smack Live from last week. Um, I thought they did a great job with both, oddly enough, Mojo Raleigh, which I think I've turned the corner on him, Sean. I'm starting to like him quite a bit. He's, he's become endearing in his annoyance. For some reason, I mean, he came off really well on that Talking Smack episode, and Baron Corbin came off really well on that episode as well. Um, Imagine that when they don't have people writing for them. Yeah, no, I mean, he was great on that, and AJ Styles was great as well, but the problem with AJ Styles being so great on that Talking Smack is it made me reconsider the entire James Ellsworth angle from last week. As much as I enjoyed it, it wasn't the best thing to do. Because AJ Styles came on Talking Smack and cut a very intense promo on Daniel Bryan saying it was his fault for what he was doing to James Ellsworth. He should have stretchered James Ellsworth. Ellsworth should have possibly done a blade job of some kind. This should have been a hellacious beating to show that this isn't a joke anymore. And it would have turned the corner on this angle. As it is, the way they followed up with it tonight feels like more comedy. And I'm I'm not... Who's to say that won't happen though it might might, but i think that was the time to really kind of turn it right now we're kind of in that holding pattern for survivor series and i'm feeling a little bit like you were last week like nothing was really working on this show for me 
quite a bit, except for Carmella, who is the best heel on both rosters, I think. I, I just I, – she was great. I don't also, who's to say that AJ's the one to do it? Maybe Dean's the one to do it at this point. Well, Maybe Dean's the one to beat the living shit out of James Ellsworth. Oh, I think we're getting that next week. I think he's beating the crap out of him next week on the show, but, you know – that lighthearted type of beating, not, not the type where we're disturbed by it and he gets stretchered out yeah. and we're like, Oh my gosh, this, this thing has taken a turn for the worse. You think Ellsworth's getting a full-time deal? I still don't think so, but I think he's going to get more appearances. I think this is going to go on for a while and then they're going to take him off TV and bring him back for a surprise for the rumble. I, I just don't see the use of him on a full-time deal for any length of time to be honest with you because i think they i think they learned from colin delaney (laughs) you know i just think keith slater kind of goes back into this role after they lose the tag belts Keith slater's fantastic we'll get to that later but the main the main angle on the show was the james ellsworth thing and he has Mm -hmm. been an integral part of the wwe smackdown main event scene over the last three weeks like a very important part of it. He asked to be in Dean Ambrose's corner in the opening segment, which I thought Ambrose did very well, the opening segment. Backstage in the locker room, I really, really like Dean Ambrose here. He seemed natural, but he was – Dean Ambrose can be funny without being ridiculous, and I like that. Yes, and I thought this segment went off real well. Uh, I, I was expecting heel turn from Ellsworth to keep the number one contender spot. But uh, I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. I think that's too much of a rush. I think that's, as as I described in my angle before, it's when you bring him back from the beating he took and then he turns heel for Dean allowing that. And that may all come to, to fruition. But, no, I really like this opening segment a lot. I think, I think Ellsworth is a pretty good actor, too. Do people cheer a heel Ellsworth? I think they do. That would go against the whole point of it, but I think you're right. They would. So eventually Dean Ambrose gives in when he catches Ellsworth backstage (laughs) sulking. He says, what are you doing? Are you sulking? Don't sulk. Don't do that. Keep your chin up. Keep your chin up. That's that's the key (laughs) joke. My wife sent me a text from downstairs in the middle of SmackDown while I was watching it and said, how in the hell does James Ellsworth have a beard but no chin? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> i heard it i heard his shirt is like a top five seller on wwe shop yeah but it's not what a lot of people say it is it's not like above goldberg and roman reigns that's not the way that algorithm works but it is selling really well i've been i've been told that but Good, there were give reports, him money give him money. Yeah, there were reports that like it was outselling roman reigns and dean ambrose or dean ambrose and goldberg it ain't outselling those guys especially roman reigns roman reigns stuff is still really selling really really well well, I would expect that to be kind of new versus existing merchandise. I don't think the rate is as much, but it might, you know, be spiked for like a week because it's so yeah. new. We got James Ellsworth, well, James Ellsworth ringside for this AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose match. We'll go kind of order of importance tonight. No, no particular real order. This was a good match. Ambrose a little slow at times. Mm-hmm. Sure. But it's anybody's going to look slow in the ring next to AJ Styles. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, though, the, the thought here, because AJ keeps hitting D, uh, Ellsworth. Is that just considered incidental contact? And then when Ellsworth retaliates, then it's considered a DQ? 
Well, it wouldn't DQ AJ for hitting somebody. No, no, no. It wouldn't DQ him for hitting somebody, but it would definitely be – I mean, it, it seems like one of those things where if a ref saw it and he saw him finally retaliate, he wouldn't DQ Dean for that. But maybe – I mean, I know that that's how it plays out. I know that's what's supposed to be. So Haven't you ever played a video game? <laughs> you can beat up the managers all you want. If they hit you, that's it. Okay, fair enough. You can learn a lot about the rules of pro wrestling from those video games because they follow them on the game. Oh, no, I I, I know that. I just it, – it, it's one of those things where I, I, I get how they got to the outcome they wanted. So I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm good with it. The, the video game doesn't have Vince McMahon nixing everything at Gorilla. Oh, that's what I want. I want, that's, that's I want, I want a creative meeting. I want behind-the-scenes creative meetings and him nixing every great out-of-the-box idea – and then just having you lose to a six foot eight, three hundred and fifty pound guy. That's what I want. He stops you right by the curtain. We're gonna go with Braun tonight, pal. <laughs> and he cuts the women's match in half. That, you know. Yes. <laughs> They're cheering someone in their hometown. Cut this segment. <laughs> oh my god, what a disaster. What an absolute lack of foresight by this. So I'll talk about that for a second. There were reports that Vince McMahon blew a gasket over the Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman thing. I was told by someone who was there that Vince did not blow a gasket, but needless to say, he was disappointed. What? And that he was also, I was also told that he was told that this was going to happen. Oh yeah. And he thought, and he thought it was no big deal. No. They should have given Heyman the right to call an audible if something like this happened so he could just crap on Minnesota and say that that's why Brock left for Saskatchewan. Boom, instant heel. He should have. But then you get those Canadians in in uh, November cheering for him. That's Well, they're going to cheer for him anyways because they, they hate Goldberg because of Bret Hart. So, Meanwhile, Brock Lesnar wears the Canadian Reebok fight kit to his UFC 200 fight. He may wear Damn. it for Survivor Series. You never know. Yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt I that. Doubt that. Yeah, it ain't happening. But yeah, the the reports of, of him blowing a gasket, a little overblown, but he was not happy. He was disappointed, and he did call for the segment to end early. And it did. It sure as hell did. <laughs> Either way, we've got... Dean Ambrose, he James Ellsworth super kicks AJ Styles after getting attacked several times, and then Ellsworth, you know, Ellsworth fights back, and the ref like really milks this DQ. Oh God, it was it was so. You know what? Part of that made it, it so was, great though because it was like Red Shoes throwing out. It's like Red Shoes when he throws out the Bullet Club. Yeah, it, it, it's, like, it's like, did that just happen? And he turns to Dean. Did that just happen? And he turns back. Did that just happen? And they're just all kind of yeah, looking at each other. He had to get confirmation that James Ellsworth landed some offense on AJ Styles. Like, are my eyes deceiving me? And it's like if one of them would have said, no, it didn't happen, he would have probably been like, okay, let's keep this – let's get this show on the road. Let's go. So next week, does Ellsworth beat Dean with AJ interfering? Is that Mm. where we're going? There's so (laughs) much time left, too. There's weeks before another SmackDown pay-per-view – or anything, which, I mean, I know they're going to try to build that Belfast show as, like, a special show because it's got the women's title match I mean, on it. Glasgow, yeah. Yeah, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> they're a bit different. 
as they said in the great film, the great piece of American cinema, Euro Trip, <laughs> it's like the size of a mall over there. Okay. So it's all the same. We had Bray Wyatt versus Kane in a no DQ match. And, you know, the match was nothing special. Who cares about the match? Luke Harper comes out. Randy Orton comes out. Randy Orton hits an RKO on Kane. I did not see this coming. And I don't know where it's going. Yeah, I thought it would go the other way. I thought Kane would choke slam Randy Orton possibly. But uh, I don't know. I was thinking one of two things. And then after the promo that he doesn't cut really or he cuts it. I, I'm thinking it's kind of the Daniel Bryan angle done more seriously. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Randy Orton's going to join the Wyatt family. He's going to pretend to join the Wyatt family. I, yeah. I, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of a, it was going to be a stone cold turn at first where he just becomes, you know, the anti-hero against everybody. But, but now I'm thinking because he says, if you can't beat him, join him. He joins him reluctantly and then eventually turns on them for the pop. I don't know. People got to give a shit about you to do the anti. Yeah, and I here. agree. And I, well, it, the, people need to give a shit about him in order for this to work. And I don't think they're going to ever buy that. He actually joins. That's my problem. They never are going to go full on getting people to boo Randy Orton for joining the Wyatt family. They're going to, they're going to have not the kind of guy that would, yeah, they're going to half ass it and it's not going to, and it's going to come off as fake. And then they're going to overblow it on commentary. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a good way to, I think, kill Randy Orton's credibility because, well, I don't know. What credibility? I mean, he's exactly. he's, a, he's a fine. What the hell am I talking about? He's a, he's a fine wrestler, but but in terms of interest, there is none there. There, I mean, he he's, he's valuable. He could be used to build somebody. Yeah, and it wouldn't hurt him. Well, that's how they view this whole program, though. They view it as building Bray Wyatt with Randy. You know, why not Why not pair him with Baron Corbin and have them feud for a little bit? I agree. I said that last week. Okay. No, you didn't. I did. I don't care. I don't listen to what you say, <laughs> Jeff. Listen, this is the first time ever. Brand new idea. I get this from Rob. I don't need it from you. You're right. I apologize. But listen. When when you say it, <laughs> when I say it, yeah, Sean Ross. I, I apologize. How's your territory doing? Okay, <laughs> my territory is fightful. It's doing pretty well. Okay, actually. good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, there, there's the cash register right there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank. Indeed. Um, it's like I'm on a morning zoo all of a sudden. Let me see here. Do no, I have a morning no, zoo? No. I don't think I do. I don't. Either way. Yeah, I, I I'm slightly more interested in where this is gonna go than where I was at eight PM Eastern time tonight. So there's that. They did make me more interested in this storyline that I was in no way interested in before. Like zero interest. Now my interest level, I'd put it at about a four or a five. Okay. So it was a a hardy jump from zero to four or five. And that's quite the jump. Okay. But it's easy to – I go about a two because now we're going to get a series of, I think, Randy Orton and Kane matches. Oh, God. (laughs) 
All right, yeah, I'd put it at about a three then. Okay. Meh. I'm sorry, to, sorry to sink your boat there, my friend. Yeah, you did. You did. Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch. Now, what I really liked about this is they had Renee Young in the ring. Why I think this is important is it goes a long way in allowing a wrestler to complain about some shit. Mm-hmm. If you are prompted by someone, like Jeff, if if you are on this show and you just pop up and you're like, you know who I hate? I don't like that Rob McCarron. He's a real <laughs> son of a bitch. You would seem like a crybaby. Yes. But you really would. But if I said, Jeff, I understand you've had some issues of late with Rob McCarron. Can you go into detail about this? Your, your feelings towards Rob McCarron. And you're like, well, you know what? I don't like him. He's a no good son of a bitch. Yeah. Then it's, that's not nearly as bad. Having Renee Young there to ask those questions goes a long way as compared to Becky Lynch just popping out and being like, I'm back. That Alexa girl, she's a real tramp. I hate her. No, I strongly agree with you. And I think all the interviewers should do more than what are your feelings on this? I think they should show some personality and be able to actually interact with the people. And I think Renee does that well. Um, I thought Alexa was fantastic on this segment. I, I think as a heel, she's really, really good in this in this role uh my issue is becky i think becky has natural intense charisma if she wants it i just when she tries this kind of personality thing it just it comes off uh, to use her to use her disney puns she's a bit dopey here and (laughs) and i just i i don't buy her her earnest baby face promos where she's trying to be entertaining because she can naturally be intense. And I'd much rather see that to be honest. When's the last time you wanted to date or hang out with a girl who had her own catchphrase? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know if I've ever had a woman who's had her own catchphrase. Exactly. Maybe I have. And I just, uh, I've I've dated some heelish women though, so maybe maybe they did, and I just didn't realize it. Haven't haven't we all? They can cut a promo on me, like you wouldn't believe. Becky is a, <laughs> Becky is a remarkably charming woman. Mm-hmm. Like she is extremely likable, and they render her and a lot of these women, and just a lot of people in general. But I've noticed it, especially with the women, to where you're like, please don't talk, and it's not their fault. It's whoever's writing the shit. And it's whoever, whether it's them or somebody else that says, get yourself a catchphrase, fearless. Yeah. Or I'm the boss. It's how you brand your, it's, it's branding character instead of building character. And that's, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Becky has one of the worst senses of humor of anyone on the roster with her bad puns and it makes her very charming, but on TV, it it feels like she's trying to rope in a pun or two in between catchphrases. And and yeah. as we saw in NXT in that build to Sasha, she can cut good intense promos in terms of being like in terms of uh, and still be likable. So I, I wish they'd go that direction with her as a fighting champ as opposed to Becky Balboa, so to speak. Looking forward to their match. Yes. I really like Alexa Bliss, and I think this match will be really good. I think so as well. I think it'll over-deliver. I think both women are going to try really hard, and especially Becky in front of a European audience. 
We had a couple of matches integral to Survivor Series. The Hype Bros beat the Ascension. They will move on to the Survivor Series tag team match, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm fine with that. I think I, you know what you need these types of teams in a five on five team battle. They're kind of going to be the young stallions of the one in the late eighties. <laughs> They're going to be sacrificed, I think, on the altar of SmackDown in order to get a team on Raw. Over to be honest. Also, they're the less damaged of the two teams. So. Very, very true. I mean, it was interesting because I thought they were going to try and rebuild the Ascension here. And then when the Hype Bros came up and, of course, nah. with, with the Green Bay Zubaz, it'd be stupid and be suicide to, to, to have them lose in, in that case. Um, Ascension were never good anyway. Not no, in NXT, not no. in the main roster, I nowhere. Agree. I agree. Um they were serviceable, but they weren't good. I, I agree with you there. I thought- Victor is another one of those guys that everybody claims is super worker, but can't point me to any super worker matches. Hmm. I I've never Throw heard him that. in a triple threat with. I I used to hear it all the time. Rick Victor, he's really good. He's a good worker. Okay, throw him in there with Naomi and Summer Rae. He he's on he's on my list. I think Rick Victor. My list. I think Rick Victor's funny. I mean, if you ever watch him on like up, up, down, down, he's hilarious. He's, I he's just I need great. You, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, if and, he's on that, Ma- if he's on that Madden tournament, I'll be watching him because I watch that every Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the hype bros got to cut a pretty good promo in set promo. It wasn't spectacular, but it was still great. And Mojo gets to be endearing <laughs> and Sean is king of the ring. Apparently. Um, what? Yes. Uh, what are you talking about? But it's nice. It's nice to build build up a couple of teams. I I just I think they need a few more squashes, or they just need some more teams to fill this division out. It, it's it's ridiculous to have six teams fighting it out for five spots. Nikki Bella versus Natalia. Now Natalia was backstage and was talking to Daniel Bryan and said that she should be captain of the the SmackDown Women's team. Daniel Bryan says. We already have we have five girls that want to do this, so the winner can be captain. The loser's not on it. That <laughs> seems a little dumb. Why wouldn't you just put your five strongest girls on there? And why wouldn't your champion be your captain? That's what I'm thinking this entire time. If you really want to make these teams legitimate, why are two people who aren't the champ battling out to be captain of the team? Well, maybe maybe there was a bit of a an agreement between the two. They got to explain this shit though. Yeah, I agree. And, and why would you want say Naomi over Natalia? I just got a text from or a, a message in regards to talking smack from one of our great viewers at WWE blogger diva said, Ugh, talking smack. I replied and I said, what did something happen? Quote, it was pointless. Ellsworth cried like a little pussy. I want to watch Talking Smack. Overall, it's the best show they do week to week. So if it was a down week, they were probably due for one. But uh, I would love to watch Ellsworth cry. But I bet, be yeah, I think Ellsworth crying is probably going to be played for laughs. So great. Gosh, man. Uh, so Nikki Bella won. She got the Nikki Bella won with the STF. Yeah. Also needs new oh, gear. She almost fell out of her of her spandex at one point. Nice close Ooh. up there, but uh, Nikki, yeah, but uh, oh. yeah, the STF they're gonna play up this Carmella um, 
promo for for you know everything her boyfriend did for her and you know what good i like the beat down after i love carmella she's great i do too i just wanted to beat up nikki every week i like her using the bella buster too mm-hmm. because why not it's a, it's a simple move it can be used as a finish it's been established as a finish even a low level one for the last what 20 years since xbox's been using it yeah uh, and then later on, Nikki Bella. I feel like somebody else used that. You're right, and I can't remember who it is right offhand. Um, and I think it's fairly obvious that Carmella and Nikki are going to knock each other out of the U.S. Tori! Oh, okay. Tori Wilson used it. They're going to knock each other out of that Survivor Series match, right? That's got to happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would... Yeah. Interested to see how that goes, too. I'm, I'm interested for these two women's feuds. But where do you think Natalia goes from here? I think she tries to get a second chance and fights Naomi to get on the team and probably loses again. I, I, oh. I, I you know, this Survivor Series build so far is doing very little for me because, like you said, it, it's, I mean, like we've talked about, there's no stakes for any of the competitors and they're fighting over laundry and they're doing this contrived brand you know loyalty thing and in the meantime here's the thing that stuck out to me that that kind of has raw ever plugged have have the raw talking heads ever plugged a smackdown live pay-per-view i think i don't know because that came off really interesting in terms of why is smackdown plugging the raw pay-per-view when it's supposed to be about brand pride oh and all these- they're on the same they're under the same umbrella oh, i know wcw versus but, wwe no 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 they're but- still under the wwe's umbrella but to me it proves not- that they're not equal also that 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 raw is still the flagship I feel like SmackDown's been promoted on Raw before. I mean, I, mean, I know okay. the show has, but the pay-per-view, I feel like it has. Somebody uh, send me All right. an example I asked on my I don't t- do my homework. I asked on my Twitter, and people said no, so that's why I was asking. Yeah, but you're not hashtag verified either. So your followers, uh, the quality. What do you have to say about that one, Jeff? Uh, I, I'll take quality over quantity. I'll take quality and quantity. I don't think you Why have not? that. You don't have that. You just have people sucking up to the blue check mark. <laughs> I do have uh, – don't get me wrong. I mean, I love the majority of my followers. I have some real errand boys, as I like to call them, on there. Like I had a couple of guys that were justifying posting Walking Dead spoilers that, like as they happen, and I'm like, guys, I'm watching the show live, but – there are people that work, and they're like, well, stay off social media. And I'm like, there are people who work and are on Twitter that have to actually use Twitter for their jobs. It's a real thing that exists in this world. So I lost a couple of those. So my, my quantity might not be up to yours. I, I think I lost about 10 followers over that. Ooh. <laughs> I did call – like I said, I did call two of them errand boys, though. But you can't come back from that. You can't. Somebody calls you an errand boy. That's it. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what set off uh, Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now. Was it? <laughs> no, it's just Marlon Brando called him an errand boy. Well, more people should be <laughs> called errand boys. Heath Slater and Rhino defended the tag titles against a couple of errand boys. Well, they were errand boys about a month ago. They're not now. 
Oh, this segment. We had this dreadful. segment. Dreadful. Yeah, it was terrible. It was really, really bad. Rhino, Heath Slater, Dolph Ziggler, Miz, the Spirit Squad, Maurice. Maurice looked really pretty. That was a good part of the segment. Keep going. <sighs> I didn't like this segment. I didn't really care for the match. I did like that the crowd was into it and chanted, we want Rhino. That was cool. Yeah, Heath Slater cut a bad promo, I thought. I thought the interplay between Miz and Ziggler from in-ring to on-commentary was bad. It, it was almost – I almost asked if it was a rib so that they didn't get to watch the baseball game in the back since both are big Cleveland Indians fans. I, I, you know, it's just a, it, it's just a mess. And it, it having that many people on commentary that are that bad – I, I just I tune out. I, I literally tuned out of this match on autopilot, so to speak, for a while. Even though the match itself wasn't that bad, it was just one of those things where the commentary was really, really getting on my nerves. I thought they JBL. What, what were the odds? It's so bad. Yeah, what were the odds that that having for a moment I thought that the Spirit Squad may take the belts off of Rhino and Heath? I did too. That there was a moment there where I thought. They're going to do that just to build heat and be dumb. I just, oh, well, JBL was bad, but Otunga was even worse. Oh, my God. He is Captain Obvious, and I hate it. JBL, I thought I was done hearing, like, you know, we got ourselves a flying Uso. Now he says, we got ourselves a flying lunatic. <laughs> and says, he's like Rick Grimes in there. Oh, man, you are so topical, you, you clever man. <laughs> I can't wait to take on those raw guys. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get ready. It's coming. I remember when Vince McMahon popped up on a uh, – he popped up – what was it, 20 years ago, 19 years ago? USWA? No. Oh. He popped up and said, we think you're tired of having your intelligence insulted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Vince, I am. I sure as hell am. Heath Slater and Rhino won. Mm-hmm. That was the show. Yeah. We already talked about Styles and Ellsworth. There's a lot more to talk about, though. Let's do it. TNA are getting their asses sued off of them. And rightfully so, as, as David Bixenspan pointed out. Emails have really led to the downfall of TNA, from the Vince Russo to Mike Johnson thing, which, you know, Vince claims that, that had nothing to do with anything. He's... I think I he's like Vince, wrong. but I think he's, he's wrong. wrong. He's absolutely wrong. Dixie Carter emailing 
accidentally emailing Destination America uh, and calling there. Not only did it screw things up for them, but for ROH too, who had nothing to do with anything. Look, I will Bummer. agree. I will agree with Vince that hiring Hogan was the beginning of the end. I mean, yes, it was. It, it just it it sucked the life out of that company, letting him have that much creative control and being able to hire his friends. And, and it just, it was, I mean, all that other stuff was just already on the downhill trek. Yes, I agree. Then, the, the, you know, the Dixie Carter thing where she called the heads of De- De- or Destination America dummies and now <sighs> literally not replying, as I mentioned, David Bixen's fan pointed this out, them not replying to Billy Corgan's emails could cause her to lose the company. Now, here's what happened. Era Lux, at several points this summer, was very close to taking over the company. Very, very, very close. And really, at, at a point in August, they could have at any moment just on a whim. Mm-hmm. Billy Corgan stepped in on multiple occasions and invested into the company. Uh, the Fight Network is said to have uh, to own like what two two point five percent something like that. Yeah. But if the company is worth what people are saying, it's worth forty million, which it sure as hell ain't really worth that. It would be closer to like uh, like seven point five or something like that. Right. I think David said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serge Salinas and Dean Broadhead are included in the lawsuit because they are listed as managers of Impact Ventures. There's going to be a hearing in regards to all this tomorrow. Now, if the judge rules in favor of, I think, what the injunction for Billy Corgan, that probably means good things because that that, that really means good good things for Corgan, probably good things for TNA as a whole because he might get control of the company. But uh, here's what happened. Billy Corgan made a financial investment in TNA because the company was in financial peril and he was, in a sense, bailing them out. The company was set to be turned over to Airlux Media if that were the case. Corgan states in the lawsuit that TNA needed cash so Airlux could keep produ- producing the TNA show through the weekend of Slammiversary. This was back in June. Mm-hmm. TNA had actually defaulted on a payment to Airlux and owed money at this point. The lawsuit states that Carter still owns 92.5% of TNA, which to me, Jeff, was a huge shock that somehow she has that much of her company. <laughs> that surprise you? Yeah, and it surprises me that everybody's playing these shell games. I mean, because Aerolux was playing around with that uh, that production company in Virginia about things. Dixie and Aerolux are playing around with Billy Corgan. It, it's 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 a bunch of carnies trying to work each other. My God, and, and I hope that Corgan got. I, well, this is this is a company that used to run feast or fired matches and they were a shoot yeah i mean like they use it as a shoot way to fire people i just hope corrigan got some sort of deal in writing <laughs> about the money he lent yeah. as opposed to just bailing him out because otherwise this judge is going to laugh him out of court it says corrigan gave tna money again in july according to the lawsuit uh to prevent airlux from taking control again this happened again in august but by that point airlux could have foreclosed on tna at any time this led to Corgan and Aerolux reaching an amended loan agreement that also caused Corgan to be named TNA president 
while Carter was supposed to be moved out of day-to-day operations in favor of Corgan so he could improve the company's financial situation. Corgan was also promised that he would be in control of Impact Ventures LLC if she were to default on the loan he provided. Corgan's lawsuit calls TNA insolvent and says that their liabilities exceed their assets, unable to pay their debts. Corgan alleges that he has not received a balance sheet since 6-10-2016, that's June 10th, and the company is in even worse shape financially now. Corgan is seeking full ownership of Impact Ventures, aiming to ta- also aiming to take uh, Dixie Carter's 92.5%. So let me, ha- also let me ask you something. If Aero Lux takes over, then the deal was supposedly that Billy Corgan was going to get to run the company if Aero Lux took over? I believe so, yes. That ain't happening. Jeff Jarrett would have been running the dumb thing again. It probably would have been a little bit better. Well, it no. wouldn't have been worse. I, it wouldn't I, have been worse. The Harris and Dixie Carter? The Harris twins would have given it over to Jeff Jarrett rather than Billy Corgan and told him tough tough shit. <laughs> eh. Eh. Um the documents confirmed oh oh yeah, sorry about this. Uh he's also hoping to gain reimbursement for damages and to put a freeze on Dixie Carter transfer transferring any more for ownership. Good. Documents confirm a backstage meeting uh, the week of Bound for Glory addressing the rumors that TNA, the library, was also for sale. Corgan claims, however, that he wasn't included in the discussions with Anthem Media, the fight network, until after a deal was already in place and he wasn't involved in discussions with WWE. These would be a breach of the contract in which he signed. Corgan wants full access to the company's financial info, books, and records to better evaluate the business standing of TNA. Jeff, how the hell do you think this is going to go? I think if the contracts and the judge looks at that, then he's going to get discovery and he's going to get access to those documents. It's only fair. To, as he should. Yeah, as he should. I mean, if, if everything's on the up and up, he, he deserves discovery and he deserves the ability to, to look at those documents. I think the court will, will grant that request. When I seek out TNA employees for stuff like this, they're much slower to get back to me because they don't know who their boss is going to be in a few months. All right. The next time they tape, they don't know who their boss is going to be. The last time I talked to them uh, around the tapings, they were all pretty damn sure it was going to be Billy Corgan. All throughout the summer, they thought it was going to be Billy Corgan. So who is the Fight Network going to partner with in the States, you think, with this TNA library should it go through? Is this another flow sports venture, you think? Possibly. That would be really great for flow, probably. Mm-hmm. Which we will, we will talk about. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about that. Okay. I'm good with that. Flow Slam, part of the Flow Sports Network. They've been around, Flow Sports has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. I actually went to one of the events they streamed last Saturday, not this past Saturday, the Saturday before that, one of our one of my teammates fought on one of their shows, Hard Rock MMA. Also had, get this, Junie Browning on the show, Jeff. Nice. Right? Oh, that kid. <laughs> yeah. He won. He won his fight, too. First win he's had in years. He once showed up to a weigh-in I was at, smoking a cigarette, and he missed weight by like four pounds, and his opponent said, if you give me $100, we'll call it even. And they did. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. 
He pulled a hundred dollars out of his pocket and handed it to him. Wasn't Junie's yeah. brother also a fighter? Quote unquote. Quote unquote. Okay, good. Quote, and, and the apple didn't fall far from that tree. <laughs> he got on the Ultimate Fighter because of who he was, and right. he did not do well. Right. Did not do well. There were a lot of people in our area at the time, like trying to ride the coattails of Junie Browning. Like they would go sign up at Four Seasons MMA and just be like. I train at the same place Junie Browning does because at the time Junie Browning looked like a real talent. He looked like like he could do something, but those demons get a hold of you. Either way, Flow Sports, Flow Slam, they have acquired uh, WWN, their back catalog, their upcoming shows. This has ramifications for Fightful.com as well. Fightful's uh, Matt Riddle is on he, – he wrestles for Evolve. Mm-hmm. They have outright been rejected by PWG, who also rejected Fight TV. Right. Fight, man, they're dead in the water. I think so, unless they get some... I mean, it all depends on who Flow Sports is still talking to. And and, and lest anyone... I, I don't understand how the WWE is angry at Flow Sports when they put in $1.2 million into their company. I don't... <laughs> They essentially finance this deal. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand hearing that report and thinking that that's truthful in any way. I think that this may, you know, this may be a floater or maybe part of the plan. You put Evolve and 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 Shimmer and others on on this other network. Um, you know, I'd like to see who else they're talking to. I'm I'm thinking, you know, maybe ROH to put their pay per views on here. Maybe New Japan to get the American version of the streaming site over there. It would um, be a hell of a lot better than paying forty something dollars for exactly, the shows. Exactly, and you know what? PWG doesn't surprise me at all. Um, it's probably best for PWG not to make a deal because then they don't have to be hampered by what guys they can use and what guys they can't. They can use everybody as opposed to people who are barred from appearing on anything televised. And they've never wanted to grow really. They've only—I mean—they're happy in their American Legion hall selling their blue. Now they've, now that they've upgraded Blu-ray they're they're happy to sell their Blu-rays and make enough money. They don't want to make more money necessarily. So I, I don't see that. I'd love to see AIW get on there. I think that'd be great, but I think they probably have the same problem as PWG. They're, they're on, what are they on? They're on something else. Yeah. And they were loud and proud about not about being on a network that was not owned by W or not invested in by WWE okay. uh, yesterday. But they have the same problem because they're kind of an all-star indie as well. So, I mean, they yeah. probably want to stay independent. Had a lot of people complain about the price, the $20 price. And really, the WWE thing, we should all be paying more for that probably. If you, if you get progress on there. By chance, since they also have a quote-unquote working deal with WWE, it wouldn't shock me if if that was done. Um, I think it'll be worth the price. I mean, it's worth the price for Evolve alone if you buy those pay-per-views. I always wonder how this ends up financially making sense, even for the likes of UFC Fight Pass. Like, they have Pancrase and Alaskan Fighting Championships, which I have made fun of on this show several times. Eddie Bravo Invitational, they have all these. I'm like, how do these, how does either profit? I don't know. I don't know. By keeping the niche audience that they were marketed for. I mean, the UFC TV channel and this this Flow Sports 
are going to be for niche fans and they're not going to try and be like WWE, which wants to be all things, all people with sitcoms and, and reality shows and other garbage like that. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where they know how big I think they know how big their audience can be. So they set a price point that will keep their audience there. And it doesn't necessarily need to, to grow exponentially in order to break even. You know, uh, the marching band enthusiasts are going to be going wild for flow sports. I'll tell you, it's interesting because people say that. I saw that a lot. You had a lot of people trying to tell or trying to figure out how Flow's system works. And when they were critical of them because of that. And I said, it's not Flow's job to tell you how in the hell they run their company. Exactly. It's their job to just run the company. Like, that's it. And they're like, well, it's a niche. How can it succeed? They are about to move into a uh, new building about 10 times the size of the one they're in. Jeremy Botter talked about all the hires, I think, on Wrestling Observer Live today. He said, they're, like, yeah. every week there's more hires. It is niche. But when you have track, gymnastics, it's, basketball. It's a neighborhood of niche. It's a neighborhood yes. of niche that they're bringing in. I mean, I, I, wouldn't surprise, I wouldn't be surprised if they took off some of the ones that have been Gaming, relegated. rodeo. Gaming, rodeo, tennis, swimming. When you get every niche, is it niche anymore? It it, it ha- it's a business plan. Yeah. After that, I mean, you know, you you could get, and who they're now competing with are these secondary sports networks like the CBS Sports Network and Fox Sports Two and things of that nature that that run like say that, you know, a niche sport that I watched because I had a friend involved with the National Fast Pitch Softball Association, you know, things of that nature. They're now competing with those channels for the rights to those sports. And with people doing so much cord cutting because they don't use so many channels, that all, that only helps their business model. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting <laughs> times we're facing here. I don't know. What other uh, what other companies do you think they're in talks with, do you think? Oh, just just bl- blind speculation. Let's go. Indie with wrestling it. is like, like if I, blind speculation. Like, wouldn't shock me if they like pulled out some European promotions. Like yeah, some, some I, European program, maybe lower than progress, maybe WXW. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see uh mid Atlantic, the uh, mid Atlantic. Uh, was it? CWF? CWF. Yeah. I love CWF. Although there's a problem there with Trevor Lee and being in on TNA and doing that federation. So who knows? Um, they're going to run into Maybe certain problems long. with some of the bigger indies. I could see them doing a lot of smaller indies. And I don't know if that helps with, uh, I mean, it gives them exposure in terms of the indies, but in terms of the quality, it may be a turnoff depending on how small yeah. they go with indies. Here's a big story from today. Okay. The Undertaker was backstage at the Cavs game in full goddamn Undertaker gear. Yeah. Why? LeBron. That's yeah. Dana Warrior was there with him. Michelle McCool, which I think Michelle McCool was just there for the ride, but Dana Warrior, one of her kids, was there too. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't LeBron. expect to see that. Walking without a cane, too. Yeah, LeBron's a big wrestling fan. He's a big Undertaker fan. And uh, you know what? The invite them to the ring ceremony sure because they were what they were part of the uh 
part of the oh, the, the oh, I can't even think of the word right now. But but they they turned to the WWE characters for inspiration. They were the insp- They were part of the inspiration for the title run. How about that? Who do you think is shoot taller, LeBron or Undertaker? Oh, LeBron. Because uh, keep in mind, this is like 31, 32-year-old LeBron and 50-year-old Undertaker. Yeah. He may have sunk down an inch or two. Just a bit. Yeah. I think Kevin Love was taller. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. Uh, Bobby Lashley challenged Brock Lesnar to an MMA fight, says that he thinks it would be a slugfest. Japan will book that. Because they would, they would <laughs> book that. Hey, good for Bobby Lashley. He needs to be talking about this fight. He should be talking about this fight because neither one of those two have ever, and that's – it should be. Vladimir uh, it, it, beats, it beats calling out Eddie Edwards. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Vladimir Klitschko injured, will not compete in a December fight against Anthony Joshua. This heavyweight boxing division cannot catch a break. Nope. Oh, my God. Tyson Fury is all over the place. He ain't fighting for a while. Now Klitsch goes out. Do Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder. I'm cool. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, it seems it seems like there aren't any young heavyweights coming up either in boxing that are that are of of the level. They're going back to the Klitschko well over and over. Deontay Wilder's thirty one, so I mean, yeah, bad, but but yeah. John Jones went off about steroid use on Twitter. That site's up on, or that page is up on the site. Uh, guys, I don't know when or if the Vince Russo podcast will happen this week because he's got some personal issues, uh, so, some problems with his mother. We want to keep him in our thoughts. So please go over there and send uh, him your, your well wishes. Whether you like him or not, go to Twitter, uh, send him your well wishes, and hopefully we'll be able to work something out. If not, I may do something else. I may do something like just on Friday just to do it. I don't know. Uh, but we'll figure something out for you all. He does have his next column submitted. That's an interesting one for sure. Go register at Fightful.com for an account to get exclusive early access to our podcasts and to his columns, Showdown Joe's columns. we got a lot of stuff coming up on Fightful this week. I interviewed Bellator's Sergey Karatanov. That was interesting. Nice. Uh, I have another interview coming up. Yeah, big fan of his back in the day. Brandon Howard's going to be bringing you exclusive analysis from the uh, WWE quarterly call. You weren't going to get that anywhere else, guys. Fightful.com is the only place. Five to seven podcasts a week. Subscribe to our YouTube page if you're watching there and leave us a thumbs up on the video. You can also download the shows over at our podcast page, usually within a few hours. Wrestling, MMA, boxing, we got it all over there. Go check it out. We bring you all the news. There are there are really no dead periods over at Fightful.com. All throughout the weekend, we have a ton of stories. You can also go to uh, Fightful.com slash MMA slash boxing slash wrestling and uh, get individualized pages, too, because some of you don't like MMA. Some of you don't like boxing, and we're cognizant of that. But you can go there. You can check out a ton of videos in our video section. I love how much media we add on our site. All the coolest videos you can find online. You don't have to go search through YouTube. We post them there. Lots of cool stuff. Hot diggity damn. Let me let me ask you something real quick about the, that John Jones story. Lawyer yeah. came lawyer came back says they have a tainted supplement. Mm-hmm. Do you think they have a sealed supplement? Yeah, I think they probably do. 
I don't think they do. I think they, I think they came up with one, and I don't think they necessarily have it. I think they'll pull a rabbit out of the hat. That'll make things interesting. As is tradition with John Jones in his career. A fantastic talent, that guy. He just, you know, a DUI and a hit and run and uh, cocaine. And he gets arrested two or three different times. And then this, it's like, you got to slow the hell down. And he knows it. He's got to stop running his mouth is what he has to do when he's in trouble because it just keeps making him look worse. He gets people interested, though, but interested for what? If he doesn't fight, I guess it doesn't matter. True. No UFC until next Saturday, but this Sunday we'll be bringing you a Fightful.com podcast after WWE – what is it? Hell in a Cell? Yeah. More live viewing parties over at uh, Fightful.com than anywhere – MMA, boxing, wrestling, we do WWE, TNA, Evolve. We cover that. We'll be on We'll be on that Flow Slam covering the Evolve shows. <laughs> Everything on UFC Fight Pass, Bellator, all that stuff. All the big boxing fights, our dude Carlos Toro been, has been taking care of that. Jeff, hmm? tell the people about Shake Them Ropes before we go. Me and the Eater of Hats, Rob McCarron, will finally be back together because he had some moving issues and uh... – we couldn't get it together, so it's a repeat of last week, so to speak, but we'll finally be together. It'll be Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and the top 100 match will finally be Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 21. Nice. Nice. I am down for that. Hey, guys, actually, I'm going to check and make sure there are no questions because uh, yeah. I haven't really looked in for questions or anything like that. Somebody says, can we have a podcast about Total Bellas? I have plenty to say. How dare you? <laughs> Somebody says, so did that hat ever get eaten? We're waiting for him to finish moving, and then he's going to look into the logistics of hat eating. But it will be done. That is such a lame excuse. Look, don't get on me about this. It wasn't my bet. I'm trying to hold him to it, for God's sake. Somebody says, I just checked. It's the second most sold item in the shop. No, the James Ellsworth item is not the second most sold item in the shop. That is not the way that the WWE.com shop algorithm works. I promise you, I've asked. It's been debunked many, many times. That's It's just not the way it works, despite what it says. That is just not the way it works. I wish it was. That would make things a lot more simple. That would be a free article every week that I could do. What's the top seller every single week? But unfortunately, somebody says SRS kicks kittens in his spare time. Why would you want to see a wrestling god cry? I do not kick kittens. In fact, we have fostered and eventually kept six cats and then found homes for, oh, I don't, I think two or three dozen more in our area. We are known as the cat people in our you're, town. You're overcompensating for kicking cats. I, 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 I'm just speaking the truth, man. I'm just speaking the truth. I love cats. Who are you? My dog. Who are you to doubt? Who are you to doubt my cat loving nature? Cats. Lazy. Dogs. Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah, I want something that's going to gnaw through all my shit and slobber everywhere and won't leave me alone. That's what I want. Wait till you have a baby. (laughs) <laughs> somebody says according to sean roman reigns sells the most no john cena still sells the most 
Just a fact. The Roman Reigns does sell a lot. Somebody says, what do you think the ceiling is for the new nine recruits, at least the big four? Okay, well, we'll bring that up. Okay. Roderick Strong, I think his ceiling is where Sami Zayn is right now. I think that's his ceiling. Yeah, or or part of the cruiserweight division. Yeah, I think he could be a player in the cruiserweight division. But is that really higher at this point than where Sami Zayn is right now? I don't think it's going to be for a while anyways because I think they're going to try and replenish this NXT um, and probably bring up some more people who have been down there a while. So I think think we're jumping the gun on anything right now with Roddy Strong. I think he'll be a fine addition to NXT, though. I think think that Aries-Roddy team is going to be very entertaining, as it was in ROH. So... We'll do the big three. Tommy, and I reserve my right to make this judgment until after I see what they'll do in NXT. That's a hard one to judge. I don't think – you know what? I am I think they're going to take a look at his size and not make him the ass kicker that he is on the indies. I do. I, I, think, I think he's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to be what people want him to be. And Mary Dobson, um, she's young, so she's going to improve. But if she resembles anything like she did in that Alexa Bliss match, oh. then a very, very low ceiling. Also, if she resembles anything like she did in that Alexa Bliss match, Alexa Bliss will kick the living shit out of her. I'm going to say this, and it's going to come off a lot rougher than than it sounds. I think she's there to lose to the prettier girls. Much better situation than she was in before bleeding all over the place. No, that's true. And you know what? I, I think th- I think they need these types of people to who have had the indie experience to help train train the noobs. But uh, I think she's there to be a quote unquote good hand. Somebody says Sean takes too much joy in shitting on Naomi. No, I don't. I want her to be good, but from what I've seen, she's not. She is hypothetically good. Yeah, she has she has what we call the potential, but I mean, I think she would have done well on this last injury tour to have had six months of training with the horse women, and to really really get some more fundamentals. It's just her timing. Her timing was bad, being on that third season of NXT, and then immediately to the main roster as a, you know, glorified valet as a cheerleader for the as a funkadactyl, and then as a wrestler, she hasn't you know she hasn't drilled a lot since being on the main roster, and. The, the learning curve has stagnated a bit, I think. Comment says, I love how Sean always calls me, quote, somebody makes me feel special. That comment coming from somebody. <laughs> uh, somebody also says, it's 777, by the way, guys, one of our mods says, you can't call him an eater of a hat when he didn't eat a hat. They got a point, Rob, or Jeff, or whoever in the shit you are. Whoever in the shit I am. See, at least you get somebody. I get whoever in the shit I am, and I'm co-hosting the show. So as you can see, Sean Ross Sapp's world revolves around Sean Ross Sapp and his stupid cats. <laughs> please, please, somebody please gif that and send that to Rob McCarran. Please. <clears throat> it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. <sighs> Wait, I'll. Tr- <laughs> I bet our audio listeners are like, "What in the shit are they doing?" Yeah, I think I it's know. time to uh, close the show, you guys. Thank you all so much. Share the page, please. Share the page. 
Damn, I still have this dumbass hat on on this thing. Okay. <laughs> Facebook and Facebook groups, that really helps. Twitter, Reddit, stuff like that it helps out a lot. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Bookmark us. Subscribe to our RSS feed. Cool stuff. Until next time, guys, we are out. He appreciates Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.